Hi there. I am so excited to introduce you to Caroline. She has been a part of the Global Grant Writers Collective for about five months. Before joining, she was an English teacher and she really wanted to join because she was looking for a new career after experiencing serious burnout. And I know we talk about burnout a lot. Caroline paints a really um, poignant picture of what burnout looked for her in this video. And I, I think it will resonate with a lot of people especially if you have had or you are experiencing some sort of health crisis within your current career that can be linked directly to stress. So she wanted something flexible that would still allow her to be in the service-oriented position, like being a teacher. So since joining, she has had five clients with contracts ranging from 2,500 to 22. Thousand. Yes, you heard me correctly. And she just won 170K. Yes, 170,000 in grant funding within her first four months. She is incredible. I know that you will love and be inspired by this conversation. Let's dive in. Have you asked yourself, how do I build my career to have a bigger impact on my community, have more time and geographic freedom, and make money to support me and my family? This podcast was created to answer those questions. I'm Alex, co-founder of LearnGrantWriting.org and operations boss babe, reminding you to celebrate your wins no matter how small. And I'm Meredith, author of bestseller, How to Write a Grant, Become a Grant Writing Unicorn, and the visionary boss babe, reminding you to build a life you love. And that is exactly what we will be covering. All right, let's dive in. Welcome, Caroline. I am so excited to dig into your story today. Thank you so much for being willing to share it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yay. Okay, so let's dive in. So on this podcast that my husband and I were listening to, they were talking about this hamster wheel of life and how we just keep going and going and going. And sometimes either by force or by choice, we can choose to get off of that hamster wheel. And I think that that's so, what so many of the members of the Global Grant Writers Collective are doing, either um, by force or by choice. And, and so I'm curious for you, what was motivating you to get off of your own hamster wheel? How did you come to this new career? Talk to me about that transition a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I was definitely a little bit more in the force category of getting off the wheel, um, but definitely in the choice category of finding myself in grant writing. So um, let's see. I was a high school English teacher before I became a grant writer. And in October of 2021, I started to lose my voice, like literally, mm. not metaphorically. And um, I couldn't talk. I thought I had laryngitis. But I kept going to all these doctors. And finally, I landed at one who was actually a throat specialist. And he took a look at my throat. And then the first question he asked was just, tell me about your stress levels. <sighs> and I was like, they're pretty high right now. We're like mid-pandemic and mm -hmm. we're teaching. And my school, we were blessed that we have like a mostly outdoor campus. But it was still a lot. And, wow. um, and teaching had already been feeling a little bit like something I wanted to like a wheel I was interested in getting off before the pandemic. So it sort of mm -hmm. exacerbated some of that. So um, yeah, he put me on two weeks of no talking, had me go see a voice therapist. And I just kept getting more and more sick. Um, this I because I didn't address any of the stress issues. And so um, finally, last winter, uh, a little over a year ago, I got so sick that I had to take time off of work. Um, and I remember I was just, I wasn't sleeping well. 
I was crying on my way to work. Three people had left my department um, in the middle of the year and within the last year and a half. So that's like, that doesn't happen in teaching to give you a sense of the culture at the time. And um, yeah, I, I remember crying and just thinking to myself, this is the best I've felt in three to four months. And I was like deathly ill. I didn't have COVID or the flu. I just had some other weird respiratory virus, but I was so, so sick. And I just, even despite being so sick, I was like, mm. I can't, like, I don't want to go back. This feels so much better. I'm sleeping. I'm in bed. I have time to do things for myself. And so that was, that was when I realized yeah. the wheel was throwing me off. Um, and so mm -hmm. I, I did go back to school. I finished out the year. Um, and then, and then I left with no plan other than the fact that I was looking for a new job. So uh, that's when okay, I Okay, so was it scary? I mean, I know that you probably felt a glimpse of the freedom and that felt really good. And then also you have to actively quit making money, right? Like there's yeah. this, this fear where you're like, next month, uh, the paycheck's not coming. What is that? Like, how'd you get through that? Well, so I was lucky that I knew far enough advance that I was going to leave. And so mm -hmm. I had some savings. I had probably mm -hmm. like a few months of runway. Um, mm -hmm. And I spent like a month of the summer just like basking in that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, shoot, really need a job. And I had started to explore maybe like ed tech or things like this. Mm -hmm. I live in the Bay Area. So there's a lot of tech jobs. And this was back when the tech companies were hiring a ton. And so all my friends were like, we're hiring, come interview, we'll refer you. And, and it just, none of it was speaking to me and I couldn't figure out why I, I like working. Like I, I actually love having a career. And so I couldn't figure out, you know, what the holdup was. And, um, and then, yeah, it was so funny. I, uh, so it felt really scary to, to be in that position, I think of not knowing, like the, the piece about money only got scary as time went on, um, as it does. But mostly I was like, Oh, wow, I really don't know what I want. Um, and that was really, that was tough. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a midlife crisis, but we were taught yeah. to have that at 40 or 45. And when it's happening, um, in our twenties, like it, I mean, it's kind of catastrophic a little bit, like yeah. the identity shift. Um, okay, so talk about how you found grant writing and when did you know that it fit? Like, how did you know that that was going to be different than the ed tech or different career choices that you were looking at? Yeah, yeah. So it's really funny. Whoever is doing your like marketing is just right on point because I think I literally was either Googling or YouTubing, one of the mm -hmm. two. Just, I think I got so desperate that I was like, jobs for former educators. <laughs> And Meredith like popped up as one of the like first options and wow. started talking about grant writing. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was really engaged. I had been teaching persuasive writing for mm -hmm. six years. Um, mm -hmm. I had come from a digital media background before that. So I, I sort of knew I didn't want to go back into that world, but, um, but I knew I did want something that like kind of utilized those skills. I loved writing, but I think what really sold me was, so I, I watched like every YouTube video online <laughs> that I could find from learn grant writing. And yeah, I think what really sold me was the way that it wasn't just pairing persuasive writing with, you know, this sort of mission driven getting to support causes and really bring in important resources for causes that I cared about. Like that was a part of it. Um, and that continues to be a part of it uh, and is incredible. Um, but I think that 
what really sold me was um, there's a moment where Meredith sort of talks about how she strategizes and thinks about grant writing and that funding strategy piece of coming in and saying, mm -hmm. you know, I know that you think that you're this type of organization and we will look for funding for that. But like, I always have had this side of my brain that kind of does that like dynamic, mm -hmm. like, but what about this and that? And it always just felt like a slightly overactive part of my brain mm -hmm. that I mm -hmm. was like, okay, but too many ideas, <laughs> turn it back, do it the way that these people want. And it felt really great to have somebody say, no, 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 like, I want to give you permission to do that. That's a strength here. You know, you can do really well in this. So that was sort of what what sold me on grant writing as a career was or as like as a consulting career. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yes, it is. It is wildly one of those careers that you get to be an expert in so many different things and you do get to use so many different parts of your brain It is really yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. Like if I get tired of writing, I just switch over and just like do like strategy brain and research brain. And then mm -hmm. I do like client discovery brain. And yeah, it's just, it's nice to have some days it's chaos, but most days it's nice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So you have had wild success since you started. I mean, you're only what, six months into this journey and Already you have landed a couple of clients, like you just have had wild success. So um, thinking back to kind of when you first started, are have you already surpassed your goals? It feels like that to me. <laughs> well, my goals have changed a lot. And so that's like what feels very cool. Um, I think when I started, I was hitting that point where the runway was running out. And I was like, okay, I do need a side hustle like right yeah. away. Um, it, like I just was not going to be able to make ends meet otherwise. And so, and I'd been exploring nonprofit development okay. as a potential career path. And um, so I was like, you know what? And it was actually funny. Like a lot of my friends were like, you're not going to like grant writing. It's so technical. You're not a technical person. Like, <laughs> And I finally was like, I have to try it. I have to try something. Um, and so, yeah. So I, you know, invested in the collective and, my goal at that time was to sort of gain these skills, like make a little money on the side and then um, go find a job uh, mm -hmm. like at one of the nonprofits I was looking at and wow. use it to sort of like leverage that. Mm -hmm. And instead, I, I started to take on a couple clients, um, was doing some funding strategy, started to do a little grant writing and then... Uh, yeah, like I think maybe a month or two after I started the collective, I applied for a part time job um, mm -hmm. and it was a grant writing job. And and it was so part time that it's like truly I'm a contracting tra contracted worker. And okay. so I was like, OK, if I like I love this organization, yeah. if I can do this for them, like and it's through September. So I was like, if I can do this awesome. for them, then I'm going to do this full time. And I, I had to make some compromises. It's you know, it's like it's their job posting. So I do work for them hourly. They're my one hourly client. Um, but I got that job. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my goals have shifted a lot. Now I'm like building a business, which I didn't plan on doing. I, I totally accidentally started a business. Um, and I'm, I have an LLC, I have business insurance. I like, 
you know, I have a call with a lawyer in a couple of weeks <laughs> to make sure that like my contracts look good. Cause my insurance guy was like, they look good, but if you've never had a lawyer look over them, why not? And this other friend of mine who runs a small business happens to know a lawyer who works with small businesses. And I was like, great, I just need like an hour. So yeah, I have no idea how I got here, but, <laughs> but we're doing it. Yeah. I have like, like six active clients now. So. Wow. Okay. So what has been your most favorite win out of all of this? That's such a good question. Just one. Um, I think that, oh, okay, I have one, um, but I have to be careful because I actually think that the press release for this hasn't been released and the okay. funding organization doesn't want to be named yet. So, um, so I'm working with one of my clients on a grant that's for uh, basically an annual salary for a reporter. Um, so, and uh, the reporter wants to do this really important investigative reporting in Washington state. It's, um, has to do with the indigenous nations up there and green wow. energy infrastructure. And it's just one of those types of stories where there's no clean answers. It's complicated. Um, there's a lot of social justice issues wrapped up in it. There's some policy that could be adjusted. And I jumped on this grant late with them and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, we have so much work to do and this is such a competitive grant. Like why, why did we decide to apply to this? Cause I didn't, I, it wasn't one that I recommended. Um, and I think one out of uh, three people win it every year. And, um, and from my understanding, I can't get a clean number, but like dozens of, of folks apply. Um, if not, maybe like over a hundred, I'm not sure. Wow. But, uh, so I was like, wow, like we're putting so much work into this. I, they were so excited and, um, and we sent it off. I thought we did an amazing job. Like I was so proud of the work and that was just like a success. Like I just, yeah, I loved absolutely. it. I loved working with the client. It was so fun. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then they won, <laughs> like we won. And so, and like, and it was a surprise to everyone. Like even the executive director that I work with was like, I don't know, like, it, yeah, I think the project is amazing, but it seems like a long shot, like it's not high odds. And so I think everyone was really excited. It felt like a big win for the organization too. So that was really, really cool. Oh, that is really amazing. And it's so cool that you get like, you're right. There are so many wins in that process, right? You get to work with an amazing client. You get to work on an incredible cause, right? You won the grant. Like there's so much in there that makes this career uh, wonderful and beautiful and sometimes really magical when all of those stars align. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was special. It was very cool. Very neat. So how long did it take you to get your first client after joining us? Mm. So I was lucky in that I was contracting already with somebody with a nonprofit in the area doing totally different work. And um, as I discovered more and more about them, I was like, you know, you all might benefit from this. <laughs> and so I started doing some work with them um, on. So they were like my first funding strategy, uh, which was really nice. Um, and then I think I took on my next client like maybe three weeks into starting. I think the benefit I had is I am a huge extrovert if that hasn't already come across. <laughs> and, um, and I love doing informational interviews. So like immediately I was like, yeah, great. I'm going to email like all of the people I admire and just see who comes back. <laughs> so, so I got really lucky in that circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I, yeah, I think it's uh, luck and 
using your skills and then the, if you find joy in being an extrovert and an informational interview, right? Harnessing that joy, harnessing that skill and propelling it forward is really where magic happens. And I think, you know, for so many, especially the introverts in our program, they can get intimidated by the extroverts, but they often have their most beautiful strengths in other things. So like one of our unicorns decided to cold call people and he felt like that was way less intimidating than sending this email out. And, and, and it worked like he, his response rate increased. And so it is about harnessing kind of what you bring to the table, what brings you joy in terms of your own skill set, and really optimizing it. So a little bit of luck, but I do don't want (laughs) to credit it all to luck. Fair. Oh, so good. Okay. So what has been the most challenging aspect of your journey? Mm. Yeah, it, it shifts like weekly based on where I'm at. Um, I think at first you get sort of these first couple clients in the door and Mm -hmm. it just, you're like, this is going to work. I'm going to make this work. And then you realize how much your bills are and how much you're getting paid. And you're like, okay, I have to work a little harder than this. Um, and and there was definitely, I think mo- many people, and I'm sure I'll experience this again, but kind of like a dry spell in between um, getting my first couple clients in the door and then really getting to the place where we are now, where I'm actually sort of, I'm like either turning folks away or saying, you know, yeah, I'd love to work with you, but we can't until I think at this point, like mid-May or June is kind of like where I'm at. And are Um, you subcontracting um, grant writers to help you on projects? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Oh, absolutely. There's no way I could take on that. That I should clarify that. You cannot take on six clients by yourself (laughs) for anyone watching. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I'm the lead on some of those and like the lead grant writer. Mm -hmm. I am... um, the, just the project manager on some of them. So I'm help, right. doing all of the administrative stuff and pulling mm-hmm. pieces together, but I have uh, other folks doing other pieces. Yeah. So awesome. definitely not, but yeah, I think the challenge changes. Now my biggest challenge is um, trying actually to figure out just that I have now mm-hmm. like a good network of subcontractors and I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out what, how many clients can I personally take on before I need to have somebody else who can also be like a project manager type thing. So, yes. Ah, so good. It's so incredible. Okay. So, uh, complete this sentence. The global grant writers collective has helped me. I think the global grant writers collective has helped me to really own not only who I want to be as a professional, but also as a person. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's given me permission to seek that out, which is very cool. Yeah. Which is so cool. So cool. Yay. Okay. That makes me so happy. I don't even have words. Okay. Rapid (laughs) fire questions. What is one word to describe your dream lifestyle? Ooh, um, outdoors. (laughs) Next vacation spot. Japan. Hopefully that's not a plan, but that's the dream. Uh, winter or summer? Do you want to go ski or? You uh, to- I would love to go any time of year, but particularly um, skiing. So yeah, yeah, winter. Yes. Yeah. I never. I always thought everyone went for cherry blossom season, and now that I'm more seeped into my outdoor community, no, they all go during yeah, winter yeah, to ski. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, fiction or nonfiction? Ooh, do I have to choose both? If I had to choose fiction, but both. (laughs) So what are you reading right now? 
Oh gosh, um, I'm reading a lot. I am reading um, the last Elena Ferrante novel, which is called The Lost Child. Um, it's a beautiful series translated from Italian, um, the Neapolitan Quartet. It's gorgeous, highly recommend. I'm also reading um, Wilgi Dara's Unreasonable Hospitality. I just, I'm like a nice. chapter away from finishing that. Yeah. Um, and then I'm reading um, Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller, which is beautiful novel. So I always got a couple going. <laughs> I know my word for that is brutal. Like it's brutal and beautiful. And like, there's a like lovely mix of that. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. just shows the humanness of life. All right. Last TV show you binged. I'm trying hard not to binge it, but I want to is shrinking okay. right oh. now. So it's so good. It's on Apple TV. It's um, Jason Sudeikis and um, oh gosh, there's a very famous actor and I'm blanking on his name right now. Okay, You're in good company. I never anyway, it's fantastic. Know. Give it a few episodes. It really warms up and it gets so funny. The, and the premise is so good. Um, the guy who plays Roy Kent on Ted Lasso okay. uh, is one of the lead writers. So nice. it's, it's oh, very fun. All right. Yeah. What's your superpower? I think putting people at ease, hopefully. Mm. Um, I think that like I have a, a larger personality. And so I think sometimes that can feel I've been told in feedback, it can feel intimidating. Mm -hmm. um, but I think through being an outdoor educator and a teacher and, and a friend, um, yeah, I, I really like to kind of then come in and, and put people at ease and, and add, I don't know, like a warmth to the interaction that, yeah, that I think, I think is a superpower. Um, it's been very helpful in discovery calls I've discovered. So <laughs> I was just going to say that is specifically a superpower in informational interviews, like yeah. being able, but being able to disarm people and then put them into a, like understand that they're in a safe space is really quite. Yeah. yeah. It's been fun. And it's been fun trying to figure out how to use that superpower in a different way. Mm -hmm. Cause with teaching, it's pretty obvious how you use it with a student yeah. when yeah. you're like, putting someone at ease and then you're like, but also please pay me this money to do this thing for you. <laughs> it's like a very strange, different approach. So for some reason, like executive directors and CEOs don't like being talked to like teenagers. So <laughs> you can change your, your tone of voice. Yeah. How funny. Oh, it's so good. Okay. So what is your next big goal and how do you see the collective really supporting you in getting there? Well, I guess if, I, if I'm thinking business-wise, like my career-wise, my next big goal is to get to the place where I can hire a virtual assistant. Um, nice. I'm right on the edge of what my dad likes to call, like, go until you feel like your head's on fire. And that's how you know you need to hire someone. And I'm like, okay, but what about when your head's on fire and you still can't yet? <laughs> um, so, Do yeah. So anything I to add to that or no? Hmm? Did he add anything to that uh, question or no? He was like, I guess you have to charge more. <laughs> All right, dad, we'll listen yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah. Ian, actually, you know, what's so funny is so, so he's a professor of entrepreneurship. And one of the other things that sold me on the collective is when I went to go look up Meredith on LinkedIn, she was connected to my dad. And I was yes. like, that's weird. <laughs> and so much. <laughs> I was um, I was literally on the phone with him yesterday and I was explaining this thing. I was like, I want to hire this person. This is how mm -hmm. much it's going to cost to have them like for 30 hours a month. What do I do? 
And uh, and his response was, why don't you go ask Meredith? (laughs) So he has now delegated all of that. (laughs) To the collective. I love that. So that's how the collective can support me. Um, No, I think what's amazing is just like being able to have a space to go Mm -hmm. and say like, who's working with somebody like this, Mm -hmm. or just to be like, one of the ways is to take on more people. I need teams and Mm -hmm. to be able to have a collective and say like, you want to come work on this project so that, you know, we can, so that I can start to build this more. That's really important. Oh, it's so cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing parts of your story. I know we didn't get to everything we could have talked for hours, Um, but I'm just, I'm so proud of you. The way that you have just built this momentum right from the beginning, you jumped head in first and have built this incredible business and career in six months. It's really, I mean, I hope you feel really proud when you look, when you look back at how far you've come in six months. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I do, I do. I, I'm I'm slowly learning how to feel proud of it. But Good. the collective is very useful for that as well. We have to celebrate. <laughs> we have to celebrate. Well, I can't wait to see what the next six months holds for you. And thank you so much. Thank you. If you're burned out in your career, but know that you can't afford to quit cold turkey, and perhaps you're not even sure if you'll like grant writing, then go to learngrantwriting.org slash podcast to watch a free training on how to build a career in grant writing without any prior experience. Two other resources to check out would be our free grant writing class on the website and picking up a copy of our newest book, How to Write a Grant, Become a Grant Writing Unicorn. Have any questions? DM us on Instagram at learngrantwriting, or if you're in the collective, you know where to find us. That's it for now. Go forth and build a life you love.